All righty. Welcome to the show. Just a couple minutes after one on what is an absolutely tremendous Sunday. Loving it out here. You can almost smell spring, but we're not there yet. And we continue to do the same thing we do every week. That is discuss your employment rights, your workplace rights. It is important stuff, especially with what's been going on lately with uh, the tech companies and everybody else and things happening as far as layoffs and people being let go. There's a lot of confusion every day. We get these phone calls and I know, Lior, you get them every day at the at the office as well. So that's what we cover here on a weekly basis. We want to set you straight as far as the uh, the laws, common laws especially, that are available to you. Quite robust, but if you don't know about them, if you have not been taught about them yet, this is the show for you. And we always, always invite your phone calls here on the air. we got a bunch of open lines ready to start that conversation. Come on air with us and ask your questions. Don't be bashful. Just bring it on. I'm sure there's dozens, if not hundreds of other people listening that are wondering the same thing that you were about to ask. So bring it on. 416-872-1010. 416-872-1010 is the way to do that. If you uh, we have any time a little later on, help at employmentlawyer.ca through email if we get to read some of those. And then after the show and any time, Lior's got a great team at the office ready to have that similar chat with you. That's one 821 5900 Actually, you know what we're going to use for the case of this show? We're going to use answers at employmentlawyer.ca. It's a better email for you. It's, it's quicker. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. But the phone calls are the main thing, right? Phone lines are open. Bring it on 416-872-1010. We will get to the uh, times you absolutely must give Lior a phone call if this is happening for you and your work life. We'll get to that in just a bit. But we always start off with the case of the day, pal, the week that was. What do you got going on? Johnny, great to be here, of course. Great to be talking about employment law. Great mm-hmm. to be answering lots and lots of questions. You know, this weekend already, a lot of people have been calling me. A lot of people have been reaching out, wanting to understand their rights. And uh, things have been happening in the workplace. There's a lot of companies that now coming out of the pandemic are restructuring. They're making some moves, whether it's, you know, uh, renegotiating terms of employment, cutting costs, cutting uh, jobs, maybe even relocating. So I've been fielding a lot of those questions right now. So if your job, something's happened to it, either you lost it or it's different now than it was before, or maybe you don't think your employer is doing something right. And you've wondered, hey, can they do this? Is this right? No need to wonder. You can call us right now, ask the question and you will know. No more wondering, no more guessing, no more Googling. You'll just get the answer and you'll be able to walk away with that knowledge. And of course, if you want to continue that conversation with me beyond this show, very, very easy to do. John already gave you that contact information. We'll give it to you again throughout the show so that you can uh, have that private chat by phone or by email. But we know what to do, so let's do it. Let's talk about a couple situations that came across my desk just this week to give you a flavor of the types of issues that I'm dealing with, which may at some point uh, be relevant to you as well. I spoke with a lady. She had been injured on the job uh, and uh, was off uh, work to, to rehab for a while. Finally came back uh, a few months ago. I uh, came back on modified duty, continued working from her perspective without incident. Until the end of the year, end of end of December 2022, she was called into a meeting and told, uh, sorry, uh, we're going we're gonna to part ways. Wish you all the best. Now, she, since 2017, John, had been on a series of one-year contracts. And her latest contract ended, of course, December, end of December 2022. And the employer said, well, we've just decided not to renew this contract. Mm-hmm. We've decided that uh, we're going to part ways, not going to renew. Wish you all the best because the contract has expired. The company said, we're not going to pay you anything. Just wish you all the best. Thank you for your work. Well, she called me, of course. So there's two aspects of this. The fact, the first one is the contracts. So hopefully by now, our regular listeners know what I'm about to say. 
But when she signed a series of contracts, contract expires, she signs a new one, expires, signs a new one, round and round we go, those contracts become meaningless. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That means that now, at the end of December of 2022, she was no longer on a contract. She's now, in the eyes of the law, considered to be a regular, indefinite employee. That's important because now that she's been let go, she's owed severance. If she truly was on a contract and the contract expired, then no severance. But that's what happens when you sign a bunch of contracts. After the third contract or so, the law says forget about that contract. It's meaningless. It doesn't exist anymore. You're a regular indefinite employee. For her, that means probably eight or nine months of severance. Very, very important. But there's another issue here. Why all of a sudden, after five years and renewing the contracts five times, why now does the company want to part ways? What's changed? Mm-hmm. Well, it appears that the only thing that's changed is that she was injured, that she was on modified duties. And if that's why they said, no, no, enough is enough, we're letting her go, well, it becomes a human rights violation. You can't be let go because you're injured, even if that's part of the reason. That's illegal. So I'm very concerned. I do believe that we're talking about a human rights violation. She is owed severance as well. But there's important reminders there for you. Series of contracts, contracts become meaningless. And of course, you cannot be let go because you're sick, because you're injured, or because you're in modified duties. And with that, you can always reach out to Lior if it's something similar for you, right? As I mentioned, one 821 5900 But always here and now, before we get into our uh, topic for the day, we got phone lines open. You can call into the show now and ask your questions for that, 416-872-1010, 416-872-1010. Zach, thanks for uh, coming on early, pal. How are you today? I'm good. Yourself? Beautiful. Loving the day. What's uh, what's on your mind, sir? Um, I was wondering, if uh, if somebody's on EI and um, an employer hires them and that person cancels their EI, but, you know, let's say a week or two later, the employer pulls out of the job offer, uh, is that person owed severance even though they were on uh, EI? So the severance uh, and EI are, are, are separate issues, okay? So first of all, EI will resume in that scenario, which is a good thing. But in terms of severance, it's a question of, if the company made you an offer and you accepted that offer, it's a question of what have you lost. In some situations, if you you made an offer and you quit another job because they, these guys made me an offer and then they cancel the offer, well, you've lost something, you lost your job. So yes, they have to pay you compensation, they have to pay you severance. If it's a situation where they told you there's gonna be a job, you said you'll accept it, but then they pull out of it, then no severance is going to be owed in that situation if there's nothing that you've lost. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like because you're on EI, there's going to be any severance, but EI is going to resume. You have to contact EI and explain exactly what happened, and they'll resume paying you until either EI expires or until you are able to find another job. Okay, I was under under the uh, assumption that EI wouldn't resume because you found a job. Well, it, it wouldn't if you truly had started working, earning income. But in this situation, what was kind of a bit of a, a misunderstanding, even a bait and switch, whatever you want to call it. Uh, no, yeah, I will resume. But you need to obviously contact them and explain what happened. This type of stuff does happen fairly often with the eye. So they understand that. They know how to deal with it. So, yeah, you will be able to get the eye again. Okay, perfect. Thank you. 
Thanks. I appreciate uh, the phone call again. If you want to reach out to any other time to Lior for a further conversation, you uh, you know where to go. I'll keep telling you. one 821 5900 to do that. And just like Zach, bring it on. We'd love to talk to you. 416-872-1010. Okay. There is times where you can sit and wonder and maybe do some uh, online searching, which is never a good idea. But there's other times where you need absolutely to call Lior. I want to get to a few of these uh, before we get to our first break here and get some more phone calls. Absolutely important times you got to call the or at the number i give you for you just found out that you're being let go there you go it's coming down the pike right john people ask me all the time you know how do i know when i should be calling you how do i know if it's a situation that i should deal with myself or make the call and call you well so we wanted to talk about a few of the main times main topics main reasons why you absolutely have to give me a call without exception and the biggest one by a mile is if you've been let go Now, it does not matter if you've worked for a company for two months or 35 years. It doesn't matter if you're in a senior position or in a junior position, if you're making a little money or a lot of money. If you had a job and you lost that job, you have to give me a call. And the reason for that is this. We have very generous laws when it comes to the compensation that you're owed if you lose a job. In most cases, what the company offers, if they offer anything, is nowhere near what the law says you need to get. It's almost true in every situation, well over 90% of situation when someone loses their job, whatever the company said that they're prepared to do for them is not even close close to what the company is required to do for them. Well, that's why you call. That's why we discuss it and talk about how do we get what you're owed In most cases, it's not a long process. It's not a complicated process. It's not even an adversarial process. So people believe often mistaken things. They believe that if they lose their job, they get a a week per year, maybe two weeks per year. Or maybe they believe they don't get anything because they're contractors. Or they believe they don't get anything because they're on probation. All those things are often false. So we need to discuss what you're owed. In many cases, by the way, John, the termination itself may be illegal. I talked earlier about the situation where someone was let go because of her injury. Well, again, that's illegal. That's before we even talk about the issue of severance. So if you lose your job, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what the circumstances of the loss of the job, the circumstances of the job itself, always, always give me a call. I think it's also the fact that people, when they're let go, they know it's coming down. They get gun shy to make that phone call because they figure, oh, the company knows better. I, I know nothing about employment law and severance. I guess if they tell me I get this, and they're scared. They don't want to go up against a big, bad company. And sometimes they're told, well, if you don't accept this, you're getting nothing. They believe it, don't they? It's exactly right. That last point especially is is powerful. There's a deadline. Company says, I have to sign this by Friday. Today is Wednesday. Well, I can't sign this and or I can't talk to Lior by time. I have to sign this by Friday. I don't want to lose something, so I have to sign this. So please remember, that deadline on that severance offer is nothing more than a pressure tactic. It's not legally required or legally binding. Your rights don't expire on Friday. They don't expire for two whole years. So that's why it's so imperative. The company is is eager, sitting there anxiously waiting for you to sign because they're hoping you'll accept less than what you're owed. Don't do that, okay? Very simple to give a call, to send an email. We've given that contact information. We'll do it again. But make the right decision. Give me a call always if you lose the job. 
All right, we're just getting warmed up. As Lior just mentioned, reach out after the show anytime for that matter. one 821 5900 It is answers at employmentlawyer.ca through email. But here and now, you still got plenty of time. We're just getting started. Give us a call. Get on air. Ask your questions. 416-872-1010. And we will continue Employment Law Show here on the Bell Talk Radio Network. Alrighty, welcome back to it here. Uh, yeah, Employment Law Show. We love doing this every Sunday. It is uh, one nineteen. You still got oodles of time to call in and talk to us, ask your questions. How do you do it? 416-872-1010. John Scholes here. And of course, employment lawyer, Lior Sam Fuhrer from Sam Fuhrer to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. There is a website I want to make you aware of if you haven't used it yet called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's free. It's anonymous. It'll answer a ton of questions for you. There's contact information there as well. And also the severance calculator. That was brought about to do exactly what it says. Calculate the severance. You can do it in about 30 seconds. Again, it's free. It's anonymous. And uh, the best part is over 2 million of us in this country have used it and had our eyes open up to what severance should actually be. So a little more on that later. But uh, right now, 416-872-1010. We love our callers. Always top priority. Steve, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? Uh, not too bad, John. Good, sir. What's on your mind? A uh, quick backstory is it became mm-hmm. legally blind, and, and within five months, the company I was working for put me in um, long-term disability and failed to accommodate me. I do have a human rights case going against them. But my question is, is there any jeopardy for me looking around at different jobs and say that the new employer checking with the old employer and, and I at risk of losing my disability that way? There is a risk. Uh, there is a risk. Just keep in mind that you know, insurance companies, the ones paying your disability, they would love, love nothing better than to take you off their payroll. So if, in fact, they find out whether it's through your uh, old employer or through other means, there's other means they can find out, then they may say, well, wait a second, if you feel you're able to work now, then maybe you don't qualify any longer for LTD. So that that is a, a risk. I have no idea how big a risk is it, but but there is a possibility of that. And certainly if the insurance company were to find out about it, they'd be they'd be acting very quickly to try to get you off. So uh I, I do think that you are taking a risk anytime the you're risking the insurance company finding out that you were able to work. Okay. And is there any responsibility to get a job that doesn't have benefits that the insurance company would, would continue to pay benefits to keep me whole? No. No. Uh, if you were to find another job, then the insurance company would cut you off and they wouldn't be required to, to pay the benefits or your old employer in that situation wouldn't require to pay benefits that you don't have at the new job. So certainly if you are going to take another job, given the fact that you currently have benefits, presumably, and et cetera, you want to make sure that it's the right opportunity for you because once you, you take it, even even though you don't have certain benefits, that's it. Those are gone that they're not going to be uh, made up for. Yeah, I'm aiming for government jobs, so hopefully. Those those presumably would have some good benefits, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. If, if they don't, then once you start that job, you can assume you're going to be off disability. Uh, and if, if there's a delta a gap between what you used to make and what you did make or making now, that's not going to get paid. Okay. Well, anything's better than what I'm making on disability right now. But... That's true. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, appreciate the uh, appreciate the call, pal. Again, if you want to reach out any further uh, under those matters, you can anytime. one 821 5900 And here now, of course, to get live on air and talk to us, answer your questions. That's how quick it happens, right? 416-872-1010. Margaret, thank you for hanging on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
Fantastic. So good you uh, joined us today. What's your uh, What's your question? Thank you. Um, my daughter, I, I was asking the screener if you deal with WSIB as well, if you can answer questions on that. I will do my best. Okay, so my daughter was working with a company. She got injured, and we got an, an email from a Reed Group Legal Services. We're not sure what it means. It says, my decision to allow 50% re- cost relief on the second injury and enhancement fund as per your request for a review. We didn't request a review, however. And they also suggest that we should get a lawyer to look at it, but we're not sure what it means. So, Margaret, obviously, without seeing it, I, I can't answer. So here's going to be here's what my best advice is going to be to you. Send me a copy of that letter. I want to actually read it. It's not clear to me who it's even from. So I want you to send me a copy of the letter. Uh, let me review it, and then I can discuss it with you or, or, or your daughter, or both of you, and, and tell you what it means and what the options are and how this impacts you, if it does impact you. But rather than me trying to guess here on air, just send me a copy of the letter. I'll help you, and we'll go from there. Where would I send it to? I'm going to give you that uh, email address right now, Margaret, and that is simply answers, answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Again, answers at employmentlawyer.ca. You can email uh, Leo or copy the entire thing, answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. And again, you got time to call us. we got open lines, 416-872-1010. In the meantime, we were talking about uh, for the uh, the bulk of our topic for today, times you absolutely need to call Lior and why you should. Number two is this. You've been told that your employer has decided to put you on a temporary layoff like that hasn't happened in the last three years a ton right it's happened pre-covid it happened a lot during covid mm-hmm. and it's happening now post-covid uh and this is an important time a, a necessary time to pick up the phone and call if your employer says or they're planning on putting you on a temporary layoff and the reason for that is well first of all they don't have a right to do that. Yes, I know a lot of people may be surprised still to learn that an employer does not have an automatic right to put you on a temporary layoff. Uh, just like they don't have a right to reduce your pay by 50%, they don't have a right to reduce it by 100%, which is exactly what a temporary layoff is. So no, it's not legal. You do have a right to consider that temporary layoff as a termination. You don't have to sit at home and wait. You don't have to wait and see what your company decides to do. You can make the decision yourself no, not acceptable to me. I'm looking at this and considering this to be a termination. Now, employer, you must pay me my full severance. That severance can be as much as 24 months. But the reason why you really want to consider calling rather than just wait is that if you do wait, wait for your employer to see what they're doing, they mm-hmm. eventually call you back and you know what? Okay, I'm going to go back to work. Okay, that's fine. Except if you do that, Now you've given them the right to do it again and again and again. And think how bad that is. They didn't have a right to do it to begin with, but now because you accepted the layoff and you went back to work, they can do it again. So maybe you do go back to work, but you only work for a few months. And then they put you on another layoff for a few months and then back and forth and back and forth. Clearly, that's not a good thing. You wouldn't want that. So anytime you're put on a temporary layoff, I want you to keep that in mind. You don't want to open that door. You don't want to create that new right for your employer. That's why I say it is a must, an imperative thing to give me a call if you're put on a temporary layoff so that we can discuss this idea of a termination, so we can discuss what's involved in that. 
do the right thing and call me in that situation. You're, st- you're still getting phone calls from people that have been on a layoff almost three years at this point, haven't you? I absolutely do. Every single week, John, we're getting calls. We're getting emails at the office from people that were put back on temporary layoffs when the pandemic first hit in uh, the first half of 2020. And now in 2023, they are still on temporary layoffs and they're wondering what to do. And remember, what I tell them is, remember back in March or April 2020 when you were put on a temporary layoff? Back then, even, you were able to say, no, no, that's Mm -hmm. a termination. Well, you can certainly do that now. So if you are listening, if you're still on that layoff back since when COVID started, well, I think enough is enough, no? (laughs) I think you say at this point, forget it. Let me get my full severance. I'm not sitting at home and waiting anymore. There's jobs out there for me. Let me get my severance and move on. Another concern, you should be calling Lior right away. If your spidey sense is telling you your employer is starting to build up a case against you with bad performance reviews, how about that? Well, that spidey sense is important. And I found, you know, in many years of doing this work, that if your spidey sense is telling you, is telling you that something's going on, you're probably right. So if you think your employer is building a case against you, they're trying to create a situation where maybe they have a right to let you go for cause, you're probably right. So there's negative performance reviews all of a sudden that you don't feel are justified. There's performance improvement plans you don't feel are justified. There's annual reviews you don't feel are justified. Usually that means that the company is trying to put those building blocks in place to to maybe let you go for cause. Well, the reason you have to call me is, well, we need to build our own case then. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about how to properly respond to that, how to prevent the company from ever trying to let you go for cause and for you to jeopardize that severance. So you have to respond. We'll need to talk about how to respond. Who do you respond to uh, and, and what to do in that situation? Be smart. If a company is building a case against you, the worst thing, the worst thing that you can do is just put your head down and continue working as if nothing has happened. That is exactly the same as accepting what they're doing. So if the company is building a case against you, they're trying to push you out, time to call, time to do this right and build our own case. Time to call for sure. You can call us right now and ask your questions on air with the remaining time. You got lots of it, so bring it on. 416-872-1010 to get on the radio live. 416-872-1010. You can always email answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. And don't forget pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Lots more to go. We'll continue Employment Law Show here on the Bell Talk Radio Network. Is one thirty four. Welcome back to an employment law here on the Bell Talk Radio Network. Love having you with us. Four one six eight seven two ten ten is the number to get on air and ask your questions to yourself a favor. Uh, you might be uh, calling for yourself, a colleague, maybe a family member. Just do it. The answers are always there. Just got to make that uh, that phone call. Lots of time to do so. So we'll get back to the phones right away. Get Tom here. Tom, thanks for uh, going through the break with us, pal. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? Beauty. Love having you on. What's your question? Yeah, it's uh, kind of a question I think a lot of the baby boomer generation that I'm in have, and that is, uh, you know, I'm probably looking at retirement in the near future, and I really like what I do. I'm considering potentially going to a part-time situation with the same employer. I'm just wondering whether Lior has any thoughts about that situation. I like the job. I like the work I do. Uh, I just don't want to continue to do it on a full-time basis, and I'm looking at ramping down. From an employment perspective, are there things that you should be aware of and contractual issues? I don't have a, you know, uh, I'm not sure. I think the employer is very open to the situation, but I just wonder from your perspective, are there situations that you're aware of that could be problematic? Great question. Great question. So here's my thoughts. First of all, and you touched on this, 
from a legal standpoint, the, your employer is not required to agree to that. So, so uh, they can say yes, they can say no, and many employers may be happy to work with you on that front, but they're not required. Now, if they agree, a few things. Number one is you, you want to maybe ask them about uh, benefits. If you have benefits, you may have to work a certain number of minimum hours uh, a week or a month to qualify for benefits. You want to understand what that is and see if that works so that you can continue and maintain your benefit coverage. Uh, you don't want this to be an opportunity for your employer to introduce a new employment agreement. Yeah. So they may say, okay, well, part-time, here's a new employment agreement for that. Uh-uh, no, no, no. Because chances are that in that employment agreement, there could be many problematic terms, including a termination clause that could significantly limit your future severance. So ideally, you don't want that. If you are offered a new employment agreement, please, 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 before you sign it, let me see it. Uh, the other thing I want to say is this. Uh, you're talking about maybe retiring in the not too distant the future. I would not give them a date. So don't say, okay, I want to go part-time and I want to be done here, I don't know, in January 2026. I wouldn't give them a date because if you give them a date, potentially that allows them to end your employment at that time uh, without severance. So you can think in your mind, I want to do it till January 2026 and maybe, you know, getting closer to that date, once you've completely firmed that up, you can tell them that. But right now, I would avoid giving them an end date, leave it open-ended. That means that if they do decide to let you go at some point, they would still have to pay you uh, your severance. So those are a few tips, but be very careful, uh, Tom, with that employment agreement. Okay, I understand that. That's uh, that. That uh, you mentioned about the date. That's a very. Uh, that's a very good point. I appreciate that. Um, okay, I, that was really my question. Was just uh, you know I think a lot of the other people in sort of my age demographic are considering the same thing. They like what they do. They like their current employer, uh, and I think it's going to be a common situation. I agree. And yeah. I've already seen it happening and definitely have that chat with your employer. Hopefully you guys can work out something that you're both happy with. If you have any questions and certainly if you're been told that you got to sign an employment agreement to make this whole thing happen, give me a call. Okay, will do. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate the uh, time you took to uh, to make that call. That's interesting, too, because usually when someone really likes their job and they want to stay on on some sort of part-time basis, usually it's reciprocal, I find. The employer says, hey, man, we love you. We don't want to lose you, so yeah, let's do this. But I guess the crux of it is going to be that employment agreement. Do not sign that sucker. Right? Do not sign. And you know what? I, it's, it's absolutely fine to agree to you know how many hours you work and what the job mm -hmm. is going to be, but that could be in an email saying, you know, here's what we've agreed to. If, if this is an opportunity for the company to introduce a brand new employment agreement, yeah, that's probably Problematic. And listen, if I'm advising, if I'm forgetting about, you know, the employee and forgetting about Tom and I'm advising an employer, I'd be saying to the employer, yeah, take this opportunity to introduce a new proper employment agreement. So again, depending on your perspective, employer mm -hmm. or employee, you really want to think about that agreement. Again, guys, 416-872-1010. Give us a call just like that. Get some answers. Helen, you are up next. Thank you so much for taking the time. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Great. Great. Good to have you on. What's your question? My daughter was employed by a company for approximately four years. Um, they're, she's been laid off, and they're offering, they're going to give her a, a severance. Um, she doesn't know what that is yet. But does the fact that they came after her four years ago, like through a headhunter, um, and took, like, offered her a better job, does that impact her severance at all? Should, should, we get, should she get more because of that? Excellent question. Helen, approximately how long did you work with the previous company, the old company? 
uh, probably only maybe two years. So because she wasn't a long service employee with the old company and she ended up working for here, it's not going to have a significant or meaningful impact on her severance. Uh, if she had worked there for, I don't know, 15 years and they recruited her and she came here to uh, work for four years, it could have a massive impact on her severance. In this case, it's going to be nominal, if at all, so probably not something that we need to be too concerned about. But keep in mind, you know, uh, even after four years, your daughter can have significant entitlements. Let me give you a sense as to what she'd be owed. So you told me she's been there four years. What kind of a job is she doing and and how old is your daughter? Uh, 27 and uh, she's a a major in marketing. So it's like a marketing firm. So she could. They would be paying her about $75,000, $80,000. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great, it's a good job. So she could easily be looking at six months of severance here. Okay. Uh, and so that's kind of what, what we'd be looking for. Uh, so to give you, you and to give her an idea, obviously she hasn't gotten her severance letter. My best advice, whether they offer her one month or 20 months, have me see that, uh, that uh, severance offer before she signs off on it. But what I'd be looking for is about six months of her total compensation, salary, benefits, bonus, any other components of the compensation would have to be paid for six months. That's what appropriate severance for her will look like. Okay, that's great. I will um, ask her to do that, so I'll have her send it. Thanks, Helen. I appreciate that. And again, just uh, just so you know, it's answers at employmentlawyer.ca, answers at employmentlawyer.ca to motor that uh, that letter over through email. And appreciate you uh, taking the time to to call here this afternoon. Again, guys, it's uh, it's what? It's only 141. You got lots of time. It's 416-872-1010. In the meantime, we're talking about times like today when you absolutely need to call Lior, get some advice. And this one's another big one as well. Again, we can, we can look before uh, pandemic times, during or since, and that is your employment has just announced change to the terms of your employment because the workplaces have changed indeed, right? Yeah, and this has been a major one. I've seen this happen now so often. Not a day goes by when I don't get 10 or more calls or emails with exactly that. Company just said they're changing things around. Either they're changing my job, job duties, they're changing my hours, my shifts, or maybe they're changing my pay. Maybe they're changing work location. That word change has been prominent uh, over the past number of months. So the reason why it's important is that even though there may be a legitimate real business reason, the company's not picking on you, they're just implementing a good faith change. Regardless, it's still not something that they're allowed to do. In most cases, company doesn't have an automatic right to make significant changes to your terms of employment. So yeah, can they make some minor changes? Can they say, well, instead of paying you 20 bucks an hour, we're going to pay you 19? Yeah, that's not going to make you happy. That's not a nice thing at all, but they could get away with it. Could they say instead of 20, we'll pay you 15? Absolutely not. Can they change or shift significantly? No. That concept, constructive dismissal, comes to mind. Whenever a company makes those changes, that could be a constructive dismissal. But you only have a small and a short window to deal with that. You have to deal with it quickly. That's why when a company makes changes or announces changes, something's going to change in your job, you have to give me a call right away. A month later may be too late. Okay, You need to do the, deal with this right now. The law does provide some very good options, but the law also says if you sit on those rights, they're going to expire very quickly quickly. Let's get uh, Warren in here quickly before we break. Warren, thanks for standing by. Pal, what's your question? Hi, uh, I'm a big fan of the show. Glad I'm calling in. Um, oh, I know I know uh, companies, when you put in holiday requests, you have the right to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. But what if you're taking a few, you need three days off for like this doctor's appointment, this doctor's appointment, can they still say no? 
So it's a question of whether or not you're able to to do the doctor appointments at different times. If, for example, your doctor can only see you during working hours, then yeah, they have to allow you to do that, okay? They can't say no. If it's a simple situation, well, I'd rather do it now instead of doing it in the evening or the weekend, well, then you, you should, the employer can expect you to make, make those changes. But if it's necessary, your employer can't say no. I mean, you should give some reasonable notice, of course, but if they say no, that's a problem and that's not legal. Uh, but again, as long as that's really the only way you can uh, see your doctor during those hours. Warren, appreciate that. we got to get into a quick break here and back with more. We're taking more of your phone calls on the other side, so bring it on. 416-872-1010. That email address answers at employmentlawyer.ca. You can always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free anonymous website built to make you smarter and free access, of course, to the severance calculator. We continue. Lots more of the Employment Law Show. This is the Bell Talk Radio Network. It is the Employment Law Show. Thanks for being around. It's 149. Still plenty of time for you to uh, make that call and talk to us, get some answers. It's a good day to do it for sure. 416-872-1010. In that regard, right over to Denver, who is, I don't think he's there. I'm going to put Denver back on hold. We're getting the beep sign from Denver. But before that, we had Shannon. We lost Shannon. I don't know what happened to Shannon's phone or uh, the connection, but the basic gist of it was a temporary layoff question, I believe. Right, Lior? Yeah, so Shannon's question, because it popped to here on our call screen, or a, a screen, was that she had been put on a temporary layoff during the pandemic, and she expected to be back to work by now. Gosh, I would I would think so. But she hasn't been called back to work, and she wanted to know if she owed any severance. So mm-hmm. we touched on this at the top of the show, and the answer is absolutely yes. Absolutely yes, she's owed severance. In fact, she was owed severance when this layoff happened back in March of potentially of, of 2020, if that's when it happened. Either way, she's still not out of time because there was another date that happened in July of 2022 that the employer would have had to bring her back. So bottom line is she still has time to pursue this. Now, I don't know anything about how long she's worked there or the type of job that she has, so I can't say now how much severance she's owed, but it's going to be substantial. So she doesn't have to wait. She doesn't have to sit by the phone and wait for for them to call, Hopefully, hoping that they'll call her saying, come back to work. I think by now it's safe to assume she's not going back to work if it's been however long. So yes, Shannon, you can get severance. You don't have to wait. The company doesn't have a say in this. So just give me a call if you're, if you're listening and I'll help you get that severance. Appreciate the uh, phone call by proxy there, Shannon. You want to call back, you can. Same goes for you, Denver, if you lost your connection. But in the meantime, we're talking about times you absolutely need to call Lior. And we just, before we took a break and got into those calls, we were talking about, you know, they changed the terms of your employment and how you should be uh, have your eyes open if that happens indeed. What if it's a change? And, and we always talk about this as well, and we have for the last number of years when this topic comes up. If it's a change, for instance, they change your shift, but normally that would be, no way, I don't want to do that. But maybe in a particular case, I don't know, up to this point, you had to be off during the morning for childcare duties. Now your kid's in school. So maybe this change to the afternoons, wow, this might be actually be okay. They're offering me this change or they're planning this change. Can you try it out for a bit to see if it works for you? Yeah, you do have a window to try out the change, whether right. it's a change in hours or shifts or responsibilities. But what you have to do is tell your employer that that's what you're doing. You're, you're taking it on a trial run. If you're simply not saying anything and you continue working, probably not good enough. What I would do in that situation is I would email my employer, very, very nice, simple email saying, employer, I have concerns about this change and shift, but here's what I, I want to do. I want to try it for the next few weeks and see how it works for me, and then I'll let you know. And then you try it, and then if it's 
you're happy with it, then you're happy. You continue working. If you're not happy, then you can still pursue constructive dismissal. But send that email and that, that window that you have to try it can only be a few weeks, two, three, maybe four weeks, not longer than that. Uh, and then uh, you make the decision then. But send that email that, that extends the time for you to try it so that you don't compromise your rights. Here's another time you got to pick up that phone and call that number again, one 821 5900 That's how you get a hold of the Oars team off the uh, hour of the show. Your employer won't let you come back from a disability or they won't accommodate your medical restrictions if you're coming back. Absolutely. If you're on a disability leave, your employer has to take you back or at least make all efforts to take you back If to your old job. If your old job doesn't exist, they have to sit down and look hard at whether other, uh, other options are available. They have to try. An employer that doesn't try. They don't want to. They just said, nah, forget it. We're not bringing you back. Or maybe they freeze you out. You don't even hear back from them when you try to come back to work is doing something illegal. Not only would that be a wrongful dismissal, potentially, it could be a human rights violation. It could be even an employment standards violation. You name it, it is illegal. Same thing as with accommodation. If you require accommodation, if your doctor says you need some help, some support from your employer, your employer has to work hard to make that happen. They can't say, no, no, we don't want to, or just come back when you're at 100%. doesn't work that way. So if your employer does any of those things, you have to call me. I can either get you out of there with compensation or I can remind them of their obligations. And once they hear from me, see how quickly their tune changes. But definitely, if you're in a, in a medical condition, suffering from a situation, your employer won't support you, accommodate you, bring you back to work, an extremely important time to give me a call. I think we got Shannon back. Hey, Shannon, how are you? Hi, thank you. How are you? Good. We lost you there for a second. We thought, you know, we were going through a drive-thru and you were picking us off coffee, but uh, that, that's okay if you weren't. You can do it next time. But uh, yeah, I just yeah. Uh, the reason I brought you back on, Shannon, is because we kind of discussed what was uh, in the cards for you, but I think Lior would probably want to expand on how much severance you're possibly owed, but we need more details for that, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Um, I've been working for this company for nine years. Uh, I was doing uh, accounting job and right now uh, since the pandemic happened and everyone get back to their jobs and i didn't so i was looking for contract jobs uh, through uh, an employment agency and uh, i i'm just doing contract jobs for now and you never heard back from your old employer they did you contact them me back they never called me back and i was always calling you know uh, like oh, I see. Uh, Every time I'm, I was calling and they were telling me, not now, we'll call you later. And last last thing I called uh, uh, my employer, I talked to him. He said, uh, uh, okay, you can come to this location because the location in my uh, uh, city, that's Milton Town, um, it's been uh, closed. Uh, so they told me to come to Oakville location. And I said, okay, I don't mind coming. But uh, he told me, okay, I'm going to tell, uh, tell them, like tell the, um, um, I don't know, like the employees or the office to prepare a spot for me or something. And he never called me back again. Mm. So and, uh, by that time, I was looking for a job. I got a contract job. and still working there, but my contract is going to finish soon. Uh, so and uh, I'm not going to have uh, a job again and I have to look for a job again, you know. So I don't know, like, if I am eligible for severance uh, or because if he doesn't call me back, uh, I don't know if he wants me or not. 
So, so, I, so Shannon, I, let me let me answer that because the answer here is very clear. You're absolutely owed severance. You don't have to wait. In fact, you you. How long have you been on uh, on a layoff? How long has it been? Uh, since March uh, nineteen twenty. Like when the so, pandemic happened. Yeah, so so you could have actually gotten severance back in March of 2020. So almost three years ago, you could have gotten severance. So you absolutely are owed severance. It's not too late, by the way, to pursue it. So you can still get severance now. Uh, yeah. I would not wait not another day. So here's what you do. In fact, by the way, for you, it could easily be as much as 12 months severance. So I want you to give me a call off air. I'll help you do that. I've literally over the past three years have helped thousands of people in exactly that same situation. So give me a call off air. I'll help you get that severance. We're talking a significant amount. So Shannon, I look yeah. forward to connecting with you off air. Well, can I, uh, okay, uh, can I have the number please so I can I'll call give it, you? Yeah, I'll give it to you right now, Shannon. So if you want to uh, write this down or if you've got a really good memory, it's one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 and that email address as well. I'll give you that. That is simply answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. So glad we got uh, Shannon back on there to clear that up, Leo. It just gives a little more perspective for everybody listening about, you know, okay, it's fine. She gets severance, but what does that number look like in her case after nine years, plus three years, of course, being temporarily laid off, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're talking a significant amount of, of severance here. And, you know, this is a prime example of what I've been seeing uh, all the time now. Can you imagine being on a layoff for three years and somehow the employer thinks they can just keep someone there and not pay them anything? It's ridiculous. Uh, and even back in March, like I said, she could have gone severance. Enough is enough. So for you at home as well, if you're like Shannon, if you at some point during the pandemic were put on a temporary layoff, you're still waiting. Well, what are you waiting for? It's not going to happen, unfortunately. Let's get you the severance that you're owed. You can move on to a different job. That severance could be significant. For Shannon, it's 12 months. For you, it could be much more even. So do the right thing. Give me a call at the office. Great stuff today. Appreciate you guys listening and all your phone calls. Amazing. Again, you can continue the conversation now that we're done with Lior and his team. How do you do that? That number one more time, 1-855-821-5900. Don't be bashful to call that number and have that conversation. 1-855-821-5900. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. That's where you want to direct your emails. And then finally, that website constructed just for you to learn more and reach out as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, and you'll have free and anonymous access to the severance calculator as well. Good stuff. We'll do it all again next Sunday right here at 1 o'clock. Enjoy your week, and thank you for listening to the Employment Law Show here on the Bell Talk Radio Network.